This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Exodus chapter 29, and today we're going to be dealing with, we're going to be dealing with something that is a unique understanding, a unique way of understanding how God blesses you through your lineage. He blesses you through your faithfulness, through your family lineage. And that's what's happening with Aaron and his family. God is making a priesthood, and that that priesthood is going to be a legacy priesthood that's passed down from generation to generation. It's going to be in the tribe of Levi, but it's going to be his his legacy down through the ages. And oftentimes, we don't discuss this a whole lot because we live in America, and we want people to we want people to grow up and to make make their way in life on their own. We don't want we don't we really don't love dynasties. We have many dynasties. We've had dynasties going back to the very beginning of our of our nation. We've had presidents and their sons become president, and that happened right at the very start. And has even happened as recently as the last few decades with the Bushes, but also the Clintons. You had Clinton and then his wife ran for uh, president. So you've got dynastic orders, but generally those are disfavored. They're not something that we favor because we want uh, people to walk in their own shoes. We want them to become uh, their own people. But the truth is that uh, you do get past a heritage. And especially when we're talking about faith, you get a heritage of faith passed on to you now. You've got to operate in that heritage. You've got to do that heritage the right way. You've got to you've got to live that out in your own life. But that being said, the power of God, as generations pass from one to the next, the power of God and the anointing of God that God has given a person is given to their children because they they're they're raised up with those with those things going on around them, and they have an opportunity to have an opportunity to see and. To, hear from God in a unique way that that maybe others don't. And that person gets insights and is in the presence of the Holy Spirit moving. And that child oftentimes has an opportunity to walk out, walk out things farther and greater than their parents may have. Or if you're talking about uncles or aunts or grandparents, they have an opportunity to. Now, that doesn't mean that they always do it. And that doesn't mean that they always experience it. And that doesn't mean that just because I'm born again, that my children are going to be born again. But what it does mean is is that God uh, honors children who honor their parents and their parents who read in an anointing that God has given them. And remember, we all have the anointing of God. We all have God's power, God's spirit at work in our lives, and we are anointed as priests in his kingdom. And we all have that. And for me, this is a very, it's a very soothing, comforting idea and understanding that God, God passes on what you do. In fact, I believe that the things that you do on this earth 
are eternal when they're mixed with faith, when they're things that you do because you trust God and you act upon them and you set aside fear and doubt and shame and you walk in those things, I think those things have eternal significance on this earth. And so naturally, the easiest avenue for those things to continue to carry on from your legacy is through those that are closest to you and those who are generally closest to you or your children and and those family members that are tied to you. And we have this picture that's given to us in, in Exodus chapter 29 of God passing on that heritage of faith and that heritage of trust that, that Aaron had. It says Aaron's sacred garments will belong to his descendants, is verse 29, so that they can be anointed and ordained in them. The son who succeeds him as priest and comes to the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place is to rule them seven days. Notice it's a complete passing. It's not a it's not a partial passing. It's a complete passing. Now, each person has their own personality, and each person has their own uh, mixture of giftings from God and experiences and actual just physical skills and things that they bring to the table. But notice that that this is it's very specific. He says sacred garments will belong to his descendants so that they can be anointed and set up ordained in them. That anointing that is given to Aaron is passed on to his children, and they're to come to the holy place and to wear them seven days. That means if they'll walk completely in the anointing that was passed to them, that seven days, that complete time period, the number seven is the number of completion. Oftentimes people say it's the number of perfection. I think it, I think your better understanding of it is it's the number of reaching completion. And if his, he says, if the sons who succeed him as priests come to the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place, they're to wear those for seven days. And if they'll walk out the anointing that their father had, they'll have it themselves. He says, take the ram for the ordination and cook the meat in a sacred place. At the entrance of the tent of meeting, notice there's the same process. We're dealing with their sin. They're not, the remember the bull is your sin nature. It's the sacrifice for the actual big sin, what we call S-I-N in capital letters, it's your sin nature. And then the lamb is, and there's two of them, there's a picture of your sacrifice for your actual acts of rebellion, the things that you knew you shouldn't have done and you did not do. And really more importantly, the things that you should have done and you failed to do. Sins of omission and commission. Sins of commission are things we always get focused on, and oftentimes we miss the sins of omission. And the sins of omission oftentimes are the ones that uh, God prepared for us to have his best in, and we just didn't walk through them. And so he says, take the ram for the ordination and cook the meat in the sacred place at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Aaron and his sons are to eat the meat of the ram and the bread that is in the basket. Notice there's fellowship. When we, there's fellowship with God, when we deal with our sins of omission and our sins of commission, the things that we have done that are outside of his will, that we knew were outside of his will, and we acted anyway, he says, we're to take those and lay those before his feet and have fellowship with him. 
their eth offering by which the atonement was made for their ordination and consecration, but no one else is to eat them because they are sacred. Notice you, nobody else can eat my nobody else can handle my sin. Nobody else can handle my fellowship with God. I can't have fellowship with God just because my dad had fellowship with God. Now remember this anointing that gets passed down, it doesn't get passed down if I don't if I wreck it out, okay? It, have to have my own relationship with God. Nobody else can eat the fellowship offering that I have with God. Nobody else can can provide for and repent and turn away from the actual rebellion that's in their own in someone else's heart. You cannot repent for somebody else's sin. You cannot walk in, in their relationship with God for them. They have to do it themselves. Now that's an important understanding of when we pass on the anointing of God. Uh, the anointed God doesn't get passed on if the person doesn't walk it out with God, if the person doesn't walk in their own personal relationship with God. The, the anointed doesn't get passed down if they don't deal with their own personal issues, their own personal sin with God. That That's just not going to happen, and you need to understand that. Just because my dad had something, just because my mom passed me on something, just because my grand grandmother was a woman of great faith doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to have those things. I have to walk them out. Now, if you will be faithful to walk them out, if you'll be faithful to to seek God out, if you'll be faithful to come to him with those active acts of rebellion that are a part of your life, if you'll be faithful to do that, he'll be faithful and just, and he will give you that extra measure of anointing. He'll give you that Elijah anointing. He'll pass it down and give you a double measure of it. But you've got to do it yourself. You can't just expect, okay, here I am, and my grandmama, so take care of me. That's just not how it's going to work. You've got to rack it out yourself, and learning to rack in your own anointing is a powerful thing. He said, and, and learning how to use the anointing that God is, is passed out from generations past is a powerful thing. He says, and if any of the meat of the ordination lamb or any bread is left over until morning, bun it up. It must not be eaten because it is sacred. Notice, I got to do it now. I got to do it today. I can't rely on it for the future. I need to act upon it as it is not now. Do for Aaron and his sons everything I've commanded you, taking seven days to ordain them. Sacrifice a bull each day as a sin offering. Notice we're continually, all the time, dealing with God is constantly at work, atoning, that atonement that is paid for our big S-I-N, in these pictures right here, you've got seven days. You've got God completely atoning for sin. Notice God does that. We don't do that. There's nothing we can do to take care of our sin nature, but there's everything that we can do to take care of our actions that we know are outside of God's will, our actions that we know are not within God's will because God told us to act this way, told us to do this, told us to, to uh, serve him, told us to open our mouths and speak, told us to do these things, and we fail to do them because whatever reason we bring to the table that we're not going to do what God has asked us to do. He says, purify the altar by making atonement for it, and then we will consecrate it. For seven days make atonement for the altar and consecrate it. The altar will be most holy, and whatever touches it will be holy. And if if you go through this process, you need to understand that you're gaining more than just who you are. Now, now there are those who don't come from a family or heritage of faith at all, 
and you got to remember y'all that you're that new fruit you're that that you're that new new work that god is doing in the world you're special to god you, you have a special place in his kingdom because remember god loves a new song every morning he is he's in the business of reaching new people in new places he you're very special to him but those who have an heritage of faith they have an opportunity to work in a power that was not just their own, but one that was passed down to them by their parents and by the grandparents and by the aunts and uncles and by the by, by the people in their family and the people in their line that that have fed into them. And if you have if you and that even with pastors and serving under great pastors before them, these anointings and these relationships and these things that are passed down, oftentimes passed down. They're oftentimes passed on in ways that are unique and powerful that you don't really even see or understand. Everybody who's ever fed into your life or everybody who's ever come from your heritage or background and fed into that line, it, it culminates in you. And it had it it was a work of faith before God at the time it was done. It was a life lived to faithfully serve God at the time it was done. And it is pleasing to God. That's that aroma that's pleasing to God, that faith aroma that's pleasing to God. And so when it's passed down to someone maybe you're discipling or someone that maybe you're you're helping along in life or your family or a friend, a close personal friend's child that maybe has a struggle. Everything that you've done in faith that you passed in and hand it off to someone else that you fit into their lives. God's gonna God not just gonna say that's over with and we'll move on to the next thing. Those things are very pleasing to him. They're written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They are the they are the story of God's people and their faith in him. And obviously God's not just gonna cast them aside as if they're old news. He is going to he's going to use them in the hearts of the people that come along uh, after you. And so Every day of anointing, every day where you trust God and walk with God, and every day that you you say to God, I'm going to serve you, not only are you honoring God with your life right now, but oftentimes that service and that faithfulness and that and that using your giftedness is effectuating great change and great life into others. And that life is going to continue on, and it's going to it's going to inure to your account. Your account's going to be increased because of it. Your reward in heaven's going to be increased in, because of it. And as it passes on from generation to generation, your account grows. It's a compounding interest. Your life doesn't just end when you take your last breath. Your life ends when God comes and gathers the saints together. And I'm talking about ends in the sense of it gaining reward. When he gathers us all together, then the accounts will be made. And God will show you all the great things that you have done that has changed others' lives and then changed lives in the generations to come. And so the work is a is an eternal work. It's a powerful work, and it's an important work. And so when you're serving God each day, you're not just swimming in this vast, vast sea of pain and suffering, this walking this cold, dark road of the valley of the shadow of death, and it really nobody's ever going to really know what you went through. That is absolutely not true. You're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. God is watching, and the kingdom of heaven is on your side and pulling for you, even when you mess up, even when you don't walk in it perfectly. They are pulling for you, and those who come behind you are going to be thankful and going to be and going to be blessed by 
your faithfulness to him. And so I would pray that you would understand that and that you'd begin to walk in that and understand that your life has far more meaning than you could ever imagine. And the eternal life in you is powerful and it's anointed and it's purposeful in, in God's work to, to build his kingdom and for you as a legacy of faith. I pray that uh, you'll walk in that and you'll know it and you'll live it out each and every day. And I, I pray that you'll realize that the the minutia of the moment might not be minutia at all. It might be the great investment of your life. I pray that you'll understand that. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.